What's up, what's up, people? It's Vince Vega checking back in with my life and my words. Oh, man, I had to uh, take a little break. Life been uh, getting the best of me, but in a good way, man. Just been busy, you know, just been busy with life, man, like everyday people, man. You know, work, kids, you know, all that good stuff, man, trying to fucking, uh, you know, trying to make everything fit, man, trying to find time to do everything that you need to do in a day. Sometimes you just don't have enough time. You know, and I'm kind of picky about, you know, uh, how, when I sit down and record an episode of my podcast, I want to make sure that I'm not going to be having any disturbances. Um, I'm in a quiet, you know, environment, you know, shit. Sometimes I might do it in my car, you know, but uh, wherever I can be, you know, when I get some free time and stuff. So I'm here today chilling, man. It's a, it's a, it's a hot ass weekend out here in the Bay Area. And uh, I'm here hiding out right now in the shade and shit. Hopefully it don't get too damn hot today. Last night was terrible. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, I just wanted to shed some light. I wanted to shed some light on my young homies that are no longer here with us. And, um, you know, not just, you know, for for the youngsters, but, you know, for all my people that are no longer here with us. You know, I wanted to, I want to do a few, a few episodes and, and uh you know, make sure the memory of my people that are no longer here, you know, lives on. I want to make sure their memories live on, their lives live on, their legacies, and, and people don't forget about them. You know, when, when you speak about them, when you talk about, you know, your loved ones that are no longer here, you know, it, it uh, keeps their memory it keeps their memory alive. And I, and I want to do that, you know. I have a bunch of my dead homies' um, t- names tattooed on me. And uh, that's a that's a way that I pay, you know, I, I tribute, you know, I pay tribute to them to keep their name alive. You know, people see their their names tattooed on me. I see them and, and I carry them with me everywhere I go. Um, I don't even have all of them on me. You know, I still have to put some more on me, but I just need to figure out how to do it to where it doesn't look all crazy, you know. <clears throat> I have about, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six homies on me. And uh, there's still some more, including my family. That's not even including my father and my grandfather I want to do something for as well. Um, but yeah, I wanted to shed some light, man, because I was thinking about it a while back. Um, a lot of my homies that are that have passed away, that have died and, you know, they've all, um, it's all been from violence, first of all. It's all been due to, you know, gun violence or, or, or some kind of violence. One of my homies was stabbed, but the majority of them were all shot and killed. And uh, they were all like 21 and under. A good amount of them were all 21 and under. Um, out of the uh, six that I have on me, on me, I think only one of them was over 21. You know, only one of them may have been under twenty one. I got. I have to do the math and check the dates and shit. But I could be. I could be wrong. But I want to say maybe one of them was only over twenty one. Uh, my homeboy, big boy, that passed away recently, <clears throat> last uh, not this year, but uh, he was the most recent one. Um, I have his name tatted on me. You know, I have a. I have like I said, six names, so I keep their memory alive. Try to keep them with me. You know. Um, they can't be forgotten. We, you can't let your loved ones be forgotten about. You know, you may not go visit their graves, you know, as much as you may want to. You may forget their birthdays or the, the you know, the anniversary of their death. But, uh, you know, with these tattoos, man, they live on, you know. But I wanted to shed some light on my young homie, Sleepy, man, Ivan. Um, <clears throat> he's one of the homies that I have tattooed on me. And uh, 
I just want to show him some love, shed some light on him, man, because he's been gone for a while now. Uh, I want to say since 06, he's been gone. And, uh, you know, some youngsters, the youngsters that I have tattooed on me here don't even re didn't even know him, I don't think. <clears throat> the most recent uh, homies that have passed away within the last few years, they didn't even know Sleepy, I don't think. Um, so he's been gone for a while now, you know, and... Um, and that's how people get forgotten about, you know. So I want to make sure that his memory lives on, his legacy lives on. He has a son. Um, I don't know where his, uh, the mother of his son are at now. I don't think they live in Vallejo. I haven't seen them in years. Um, a lot of times um, when, uh, like for instance, my homies, when they lose, uh, they have passed away. They're the mothers of their son, the mothers of their kids or whatever, move on with their lives as, and like move out of town. And it seems like they don't want anything to do with any of the uh, homies that remind them of the past or, or remind, maybe remind them of why he's not here with us in the first place. You know, some families embrace us. Some families don't want nothing to do with us. And it is what it is. That's that's the prerogative. <clears throat> You know, no hard feelings. It would be nice for us to be able to, you know, be a part of their kids' lives and, you know, uh, maybe help out for Christmas, birthdays, or whatever the case may be. But it seems like uh, a majority of the times they they don't want that. You know, they want to get away from it. They don't they don't want uh, their kids around it. And uh, and I get it. You know, I respect it. It is what it is. You know, that's their that's their choice. But uh, today I want to speak about my young homeboy, um, Sleepy Ivan. Um, Passed away at a young age, you know, but uh, before he passed away, man, he was a young, uh, good-hearted kid, man, always laughing, always smiling. Um, you know, he he loved the streets. He loved being in the streets. He loved, the, you know, out. He was out there. He was a hustler. You know, he was out there. You know, he wasn't no violent dude. He wasn't no super criminal. Um, he just didn't have any guidance, any support. You know, his brother used to be from the neighborhood and he wasn't around anymore. So he had already kind of, you know, been a part of the lifestyle and knew people from the outside looking in. But he had just never, you know, you know, uh, got in, got in 100 percent, you know, until after his brother was gone. So um, and when he started coming around, you know, uh. He was he was loving it. You know, I, what it was with him is that he loved the love. He loved the love, the com uh, the camaraderie or however the fuck you say that word. He he loved being around homies. He loved, you know, hanging out with the homies and, and showing love to each other and and, uh, and, and you know, having barbecue, kickback, uh, you know, chilling, drinking, smoke, whatever the case may be. He just loved to be a part of that. And uh he was not a violent dude. He was not out here gangbanging, acting crazy or whatever the case may be. He would smoke his little weed, you know, sell his little weed. And he was a hustler, but like a, uh, he would hustle legit, you know, uh, legit though. He was the type of dude that would help work on your car. He was the type of dude that go, you know, if he had some side work to do or something, need help, he'd be there. He liked to make his, his living that way. He didn't have a regular ass job. A motherfucker would show up in the random ass spots and the most random ass cars, you know, wearing the most random ass shit. He'll be dirty as hell one day, clean the next day, the next day looking like a bum. Like, you know, he was just out and about trying to find his way, you know. But uh, unfortunately for him, man, he found uh, he he found people that uh, that didn't that didn't have his best interests at hand. You know, they didn't they didn't really care too much about him. <laughs> 
excuse me, the people that he got involved with um, were into some shit, you know, uh, into the streets, you know, heavy in the streets, selling selling drugs and pimping and, and, and just, you know, living in hotels, uh, gang banging and shit, just living the, the, the street, real street life. And the homie took him, the homie took him sleepy under his wing and kind of turned him out and, uh, and you know it was all fun and games until you know Sleepy was forced to make that decision. You know, hey, you know hanging out and hanging out is cool and everything, but uh, you know you got to get down. You know you're gonna get down. You're gonna be you know get become part of the neighborhood. You're gonna be from the neighborhood, or you got to kick rocks. And uh, I remember when that happened. Uh, Sleepy, uh, he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling it. He was disappointed. He was sad. He wanted to just hang out, have fun, and. And do all the things that came along with it, but you know when you when you're hanging out with gangbangers and shit that that are part of a neighborhood, you, you can't just hang out. There's consequences with hanging out with gangbangers, because the enemy's gonna see you. They're gonna treat you like you one of them, and um, you know, criminal activities, motherfuckers going to jail, doing you know pulling licks, committing crimes, and you can't just have people hanging out that, that we don't know that are you know. 100%, you know, two feet in, you know, there's no half-assing it. If you half-assing it, man, that, you know, those are the people that end up snitching, uh, uh, disappearing, you know, telling whatever the case may be. So the homie gave him an ultimatum, hey, man, you know, either you're going get, to get down or you got to kick rocks, man. And uh, he, he didn't want to have to kick rocks. He didn't want to have to fucking not hang out anymore. He didn't want to have to not come around. Um he wanted to be part of the crew, and so he got down. He got down with the neighborhood, you know. That's the homie Young Sleepy. Uh, he already knew a bunch of people. We already knew him, you know. We got love. We had love for him and shit. Um, I knew his brother. A lot of people didn't know his brother, but I knew his brother. Um, his brother was no good no more. He wasn't around nowhere. So you know, that's part of his brother's fault too. Why he ended up, you know, going down the path that he went. His uh, his. His parents were older. I think his mom was older. His sister, he had an older sister. She was living her life, kind of doing her thing, whatever the case may be. And they couldn't, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't keep tabs on him. They they couldn't keep tabs on him. He was young, young and out, young and in the streets and, and you know, just having fun, man. You know, having fun, being a good kid. He loved to rap. He'd always freestyle. He, he'll show up fucking like in somebody's car. He was supposed to go and help get an oil change. He'll show up in their fucking car looking to buy some weed and shit. Motherfucker will show up hella filthy and shit because he's been working on cars all day, helping people out, trying to make some change and shit. You know what I'm saying? Doing things the right way. I remember this dude was, uh, I seen him one day. He was wearing like a whole fit, like scrubs with paint all over him. And he he wasn't even painting that day, but he had wore that fit one day to paint some to help somebody with some painting, and he got paint all over his shirt, all over his pants, and the fucking shoes. So he just kept that fit like that and wore them all to wore the shirt, the shoes, and the pants together. You know, whenever he wanted to wear that fit, he wouldn't throw it away because because it matched. It all had paint on it, so he figured, fuck it, it matched. Motherfucker ain't worked in the house in hell long, but still wearing the fit and shit. You know. That was sleepy, man. He he would show up like that, you know, most random ass shit, you know. Um, I remember the homie, man. He he, uh, when he caught a little case, he went to county jail, and I was there already. And he rolled up, and uh, he was stressed the fuck out. 
he was <laughs> he was stressed out, man. He wanted to cry. He wanted to go home. We was like 18, 19 or something. He uh he just wasn't having it. He wasn't feeling it. He was stressed out the game. He didn't want to shower. The motherfucker wanted to sleep all day. So uh, when he rolled up, I was I was glad that I was there because he didn't have a damn clue of what the hell to what was going on, what to do, anything, right? So I uh I, I you know I moved him into my cell, and I was just let, trying to game him up, give some clutch. Hey, homie, look, this is how we're gonna program. You're gonna you know ain't, ain't gonna be sleeping in here all fucking day. We're gonna do a little exercise. You're gonna wash your ass. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to chill. We're going to run a regular program. Ain't no staying up all night fucking banging on the shit, making beats and, and doing all that shit. We're going to wake up early. We're going to clean the house. We're going to exercise, wash your ass, and we're going to program. The day going to go by smooth. No, you know, he'd he be on the phone, stressed out. He didn't know what to do. Fucking, uh, yeah, I remember when, when, when he first got there, he, he didn't want to take a shower. And so I told this fool, hey, homie, you got to take a shower, dog. You can't be over here, you know what I'm saying? Funky like that, dude. You got to take a shower. For everybody takes a shower here, dude. Don't We don't give a fuck about, you know, whatever. You know, ain't nobody looking at your ass anyway. You know, he was worried about people looking at him, being naked in front of other dudes, whatever. You know, I mean, that's, that's jailhouse shit, man. After a while, man, you fucking get desensitized to that shit. You don't, you end up having to do so much shit in front of so much other people, man, that it's like you don't even think about it no more. And at that time, I had already went to the pen and came back, and um, that's when I was uh, there with him. And um, he he went to go take a shower, and I don't know how, but they ended up letting him keep his uh, shorts he had under his pants. Because, you know, he, them youngsters would be in the streets wearing fucking uh, basketball shorts and all that shit under their jeans and shit, bit wearing big-ass jeans. That's when people was wearing big jeans and shit. Nowadays, you can't get away with that shit. But he was wear, he would wear basketball shorts under his pants. So for whatever reason, they never took his basketball shorts. So this motherfucker hopped in the shower in his, in his basketball shorts and shit. I said, hey, dog. I said, that's cool and all. For one, I said, how the fuck you get those? And for two, homie, you need to wash your ass, dog. In other words, get butt naked, dog. Nobody was watching him or nothing. Nobody was even in there with him at that time. But I just had to explain to him, homie, wash your ass, dog. Wash your ass. Don't nobody give a fuck about nothing you got going on, homie. Ain't nobody looking at you. Wash your ass. Take them shorts off and do what you got to do, dog. But I was just tripping out on the fact that he fucking uh, still had his basketball shorts on. They were slipping. They let him get by with his basketball shorts. And uh, so he, he he was getting the hang of it, man, you know, fucking, uh, you know, I had to get on him on a regular basis, man. We were in the day room hanging out, this motherfucker banging on the table, making a beat and rapping and shit. You know, I told him, hey, 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 homie, hey, cut that shit out, dog. Hey, homie, motherfuckers is on the phone. You know, people people don't want to hear that shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? So when it come to that, when it came to shit like that, I'm glad I was there to be able to take him under my wing and give him some guidance, because some motherfuckers take advantage of people like that that don't know any better, and end up having them run into a wreck and shit just because they don't know any better. You know, people want to be fucking bullies and mess with youngsters that don't know, have no game, and never been nowhere before. So I, I was glad I was there to help my little homie out and show him the ropes. Um, I remember one time we were in a cell, <laughs> and this fool, I was talking to a homie at the door, 
and this fool was on the top bunk, and I don't know what he went to do, come down or something, and he fucking, him and the whole mattress came off the top bunk, and motherfucker slid head first down to the ground, dog. I look back and I look back. Me and the homie looked. We was like, "What the fuck?" Our fool was on the ground, dog, doing a fucking scorpion. I don't know what he was doing, but he was on the floor. Whole mattress slid off. I don't know if he was trying to fucking reach for something, but I was just like, "Damn, dog!" Like we were just cracking up. I was like, "This kid got to go home, man." You know, like this kid. This I knew the jail was not for him. You know, and I knew, I really knew also that the streets was not for him. I knew the streets were not for him. I knew he was out in the streets. I knew he didn't have anything else but the streets. But I also knew that he was a good kid. He was a nonviolent dude that was just, you know, in a somewhat of, of a violent situation and a criminal situation. But that really wasn't where his heart was at. That's why, you know, it, it bothered him that the homie make, made him make that decision to be from the neighborhood or, or, or to kick rocks, you know. And he's not the only one, man. A few of my homies, man, a few people that I know, youngsters, um, especially my homeboy, Big Boy, that recently passed away. You know, I'll speak on that situation on, a, on another episode. But some of these kids, man, if they just had the right guidance, the right support system, you know, at home. Things would be different for them, I feel. Things would turn out different for them. Um, but they don't have that, so they end up going to the streets. And what the streets has for them it ends up being all bad. The dude that took him under his wing, him and another homie, he, he was somewhat of a bully. Um, but he had influence because he was selling dope. He had some money. He was he was a cool dude in the neighborhood, you know. And uh, so they looked up to him, and, and he kind of... He pressured them into doing shit, you know, into making decisions and, you know, doing criminal shit, whatever the case may be, right? So, uh, and the cold part is that him being that way ended up backfiring, <clears throat> excuse me, ended up backfiring on, on him anyway because now he's a piece of shit. He ain't no good now anyway, you know? Motherfucker got out the pen and he's a straight dope fiend after doing hella years and he ain't no good no more. That's that's a whole another story, you know. So that's that's karma for you, man. When you treat people like shit and you take advantage of people and bully people, man, that shit ends up coming coming to bite you in the ass, you know. Um, but my homeboy Sleepy, man, Ivan, man, um, his uh, his birthday's coming up, and I wanted to shed some light on him. I wanted the people to know that he was a good dude. He was a caring dude, a loving dude. When you called, needed a favor, needed help with something, he was there for you. Um, if you, you know, if you had a little side work, a little side job, or somewhere where he could make some kind of money, he he was there. He was down for it. He just needed a help. He just needed some help, man. Um, you know, he just needed some help. I got a bunch of stories about the homie man, and uh, I'm glad I got to spend some time with him. Uh, the other day, the homie sent me some pictures with him in it, and it just put a smile on my face and kind of made me sad at the same time, you know, uh, to see these youngsters, man, um, that didn't really get to grow up. You know, he was 20 years old. He didn't get to grow up and reach his full potential because I know that dude was going to be a good-ass father. I know he was given the right opportunity, man. He would have excelled. And been a hell of a man, you know, and he would have still been here with us, man. And I wouldn't have to be making this episode. But unfortunately, um, you know, they, they say the good die young, right? They say the good die young, you know. 
Uh, Sleepy was knocked down around the corner from where, from the heart of our neighborhood. They found him in a vacant lot, you know. Um, at that time, there was no houses there in that lot, and that's where they found him at. Um, but uh, it was sad that he went out that way, you know. I feel like because it was because nobody ever really found out, you know, who, what, where, or when, or whatever the case may be. Um, but as long as I'm here. Um, the homie's name will forever live on. The homie, the homie will forever live on, and I, I and I talk about him to other homies, and I tell people about him, and uh, I, I want his memory to live on, and I hope that his his kid and the mother of his kid are doing good. I hope they're striving. I hope I hope they're keeping his memory alive. I hope they're not ashamed of of, of Ivan. And uh, you know, a lot of homies too. A few other homies had his uh, have named their kids after Ivan. You know, they got his name tattooed on them. And you know, just like everything else, man. You know, time goes on. You know, life goes on. But uh, but uh, man, I miss the homie, man. I miss the homie Sleepy. Um, he was a good dude, good kid, man. And uh, I wish things would have went different for him. But uh, it is what it is, you know. But uh. Yeah, rest in peace, Sleepy. I miss you. I love you, fool. You're always with me. And uh, I'll see you when I get there, my boy. Y'all be easy.